Welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. I realised something, listening back to the last episode. You know, we never really talked about our favourite movies of 2017. Our favourite superhero movies of 2017. Demon Knight here had a few good ones they watched. Weren't there only like a few anyway? Yeah. I was going to say, it was quite a dry year in terms of quantity. They're maybe some of them are so forgettable I've forgotten. Mm. But I tell you what, I did quite like Wonder Woman. I think that might be my fave of the year. I mean, is that what we're doing this week? Are we, are we just talking about movies or what? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just I'm just going off on a tangent, you know. I had a whimsical thought and I thought I'd run with it and it was superhero themed. So I thought I'd throw in the podcast. Fair enough. Wonder Woman was excellent. Yeah. Although there was Thor Ragnarok as well. That was, that was excellent. I was going to say, I was going to throw my hat into the ring for uh, Thor Ragnarok. Dear Marvel, keep making good, flavoursome films. Don't you give me none of that porridgey spout. More white none of that. Oh, you're, you're going to be very disappointed when Infinity War comes out then, Dean. Mm. Oh, to I be know. fair, I've seen some behind-the-scenes stuff of that today. Um, People just have fun making superhero films. Well, that's the thing. They and look like they're having a blast, which is weird because it looks like it's going to be the most depressing film. Mm. It's like half death, half the world getting blown up. And half of half another half of poorly designed Thanos, and and another half of Thanos trying to bang death. Oh, I, I wonder if they include that. I wonder if Infinity was going to have his main motivation be that he wants to have sex with death. I thought that was wait. Who am I thinking of? The Deadpool. Deadpool wants to bang death or something, right? No, he was dating death, I believe, in the comics or something okay. like that. Listen, comics are weird, but they can be good sometimes. I've read a few good comics. Only sometimes. <laughs> All the time. Comics is the best medium. Trust me. I'm Demon Knight, host of a comics podcast. I know my stuff. I'm the guy in your ear you can trust. And these other two guys in your ear are also people you can trust. Tell me, what have you been reading? Which guy are you talking to? Guy one <laughs> or guy two? Um, <laughs> Guy one? Oh, that would be me. <laughs> Hi, my name is Guy one. J- Jade and I decided on which guy we were going to be referred to just before the episode started uh, recording. Yeah. Convenient. Mm, I, like, convenient. I like being number one. I mean, I'm number one in everything. So, you know, especially awkward. Including comic recommendations. Yes. Uh, well, I like to think so this week um, because I actually read a superhero comic. What? Holy. Yes. Yes. Was it a I, sexy I... superhero comic? Do you know, you could say that. Ooh. Maybe no one else would see it as a sexy superhero <laughs> comic, but I do. Um, so I read Black Canary and Zatanna Bloodspell. Oh, nice. By, that is a sexy yeah, uh, superhero comic. By Paul Dini and Joe Quinones. That is a good uh, one. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's stylish, it's sexy, it's witty, it's just plain brilliant. Um, it's a short graphic novel, so that's quite unusual for DC. You know, it's not like part of a long-running series or anything. It's just a self-contained short story uh, about two of DC's fishnet-wearing members of the Justice League. <laughs> Uh, so it details the hilarious and close friendship between Black Canary, who has kind of a powerful bird screech. That's the best way I can describe her power. Like um, a banshee yell. Yeah, but she well, she kind of goes like, ee, as if it's like a bird <laughs> screech. <I guess. laughs> give, me, give me another one of those. I can't. I'll wreck the mic. Like, the levels will just there's also a, There's also a very funny joke concerning that and uh, Green yes. Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, I was going to bring up Green Arrow. <laughs> oh, okay. It's fine. And then there's Zatanna, who's a magician who casts spells by saying things backwards. Um, 
So yeah. this, yeah, this lends itself to playing around with like lettering and speech bubbles and not only with spells, but also with like, there's one point where Zatanna flips Black Canary upside down. And so her text in her speech bubbles is also upside down on the page, which I thought was really oh. clever. So they just really play around with lettering and sound effects and stuff like that. Um, but that's not the thing I love most about the art <laughs> because... As you mentioned, it is quite sexy. Um, so Kinones draws these two women so beautifully. <laughs> like, mm. Zatanna has this really kind of elongated face and pointy nose, which is just fucking adorable. <laughs> but then it counterbalances this chiseled, stocky, button-nosed face, which is also adorable on Canary. I cannot choose between the two. <laughs> oh, Jade reads a superhero comic and cannot choose between the two heroes. I can't. Because they're both too cute. Well, that's the thing. I'm... Um, I'm not going to get too crass here. This is speaking purely technically and not erotically, right? Uh-huh. But this man can draw boobs. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, listen, there's so many male artists who can't. He actually draws, like, not, not just the boobs, but, like, their entire bodies, like, fatty bits, muscly bits, just... They all kind of seem to obey gravity in a very realistic way, which I thought was really refreshing. So. Realistic women in my comics? In, in a DC Get comic, out. yeah, what the fuck? Get out of here. That and also, coming away from the art, the writing is really funny and it's really dorky, especially when Green Arrow is in it. Like, he's only <laughs> in maybe like four pages tops, mm. I'd say, but he just adds like this really dorky sidekick bit, um, which I thought was fun because usually it's the other way around gender-wise. So. Mm. Well, you talk about dorky women. Uh, I've been reading a comic about dorky girls. Uh, so I went a little bit out of my comfort zone uh, this week. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, you read Car Captor Sakura, mm. which got me a little bit inspired. It, it pushed me to visit a comic I've been meaning to read for a long time by someone we've already recommended on the show. So this week, I've been reading Sleepless Domain by Mary Cagle, written and art by her. Art for chapters one and two are by oscar vega and it's it's your magical girls it's your magical girls uh who uh, live in the city who get that gets overrun by monsters at night so they come out and they guard the city while shit's going down uh, it focuses on team alchemical five uh, very talented uh, magical girls who all look fantastic mary does such a good job rendering all their costumes um rendering all, all the powers and they're all very interesting to look at um, it basically follows their adventures trying to protect the city. And of course, uh, the whole society is built around like magical girls and their almost their brand. So you'll see them like advertised on uh, various products and whatnot. And they're all very conscious about their image. Yeah, which uh, is sort of exemplified in their magical girls school. It's sort of how I describe it is sort of Sailor Moon combined with Little Witch Academia. It's okay. sort of that very much that vibe. Like I mentioned before, the art is just like lush. And with with a school environment, there's going to be, of course, lots of teams. And you can tell that Kegel's having a lot of fun with this. There's lots of like themed teams. So there's a team Alchemical, which is all about like fire and water and earth and whatnot. There's like Team Forte as well, which is all about like musical abilities. And of course, they're a band and uh, one person tries to join them and they're like, well, what instrument do you play? Do you, do you even have like a fitting theme? I'm not sure if you're going to be uh, good for us. You know, we've got to think about our brand and whatnot. And it's all very, very fittingly drawn and fittingly written as well. These are 
teenage girls who act like teenage girls so they're all very awkward and doofy and ah that old favorite of yours (laughs) dude listen teens being teens teens being teens goyles being goyles sometimes being magical as well what was the other one you recommended before uh let's speak english oh that one okay yeah so uh if you if you took a chance to look at that imagine that humor but in an actual fictional comic Mm. check it out josh Mm. Yes. Goyles? Have you been reading a Goyles comic? Um, probably... Girls being girls? No, it's not girls being girls. Um, I'll take the the small line that you mentioned about humour, though. I'll, t- I'll take that and slip it in my pocket, <laughs> pull it back out, and reveal to you my pick of the week, uh, which is Arakawa Under the Bridge by Hikaru Nakamura, Ooh. Um, which Ooh. is a gag series about a guy called Ko Ichinomiya, who has the motto in life, he's always been raised by it, to never owe anyone. Mm-hmm. And this goes down to like the smallest thing. So that sure. this all comes to a head when one day, when his trousers are stolen by a bunch of school children, he tries to get them back and ends up falling off a bridge and has his life saved by the eccentric Nino. It saves his life, so now he owes her his life. Ah. Oh. Okay. She thinks she's from Venus. <laughs> okay. And she lives under a bridge with a bunch of random, not random, but like eccentric folk who are... Misfits? Question mark? Yes, misfits works well. They're all kind of run by this, their mayor, who is a kappa, but isn't really a kappa. It's actually a guy in a kappa suit. <laughs> and it's just full mm. of these odd kind of characters. There's a nun who's actually like this 29-year-old British soldier... And it's all kind of odd. Uh, some sort of samurai who likes giving haircuts. It's sure. uh, bizarre. It's one of the first series I first found out about it through the anime. And it was kind of mm. my first um, foray into gag series. So it's always quite been like a nostalgic trip for me whenever I read this. Mm. It's very funny. It's very... Yeah, the, the humour is just odd, I think, most of the time. There's a lot of... Um, Isn't that sort of like very special... Japanese flavour of odd. Yes. Ko himself is pretty much like the straight man in terms of the comedy. So it's a lot of, you know, people doing things. He kind of just shouts. That, that. <laughs> um, no, it's a really funny series. And I'm very happy to uh, see that it's got a release over here. It's mm. a weirdly serene one, though, wouldn't you say? Like, humour like that, particularly from Japan, it always feels like there's kind of a relaxing atmosphere mm. to it as well. Like, no matter how weird it gets, it's like in this little secluded area, so nothing bad's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Josh. Hello. You're supplying the fun today, aren't you? I'm, I'm supplying the fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You see, I've got, I've got this way that I'm going to be speaking now. Okay. Oh, dear. I thought we agreed that you're bad at accents. It's, it's not an accent. It's just a way of life, man. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know what I've always thought? <laughs> I've always wondered, if the three of us were in a band, what would our stage names be? Oh my god. Hello. Specifically, what would happen if the three of us were in a punk rock band? Oh my gosh. Mm. Yes, I'm into this. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be able to say, oh my gosh, because that's very square. (laughs) Yeah, and we're not square here on Bitten by a Radioactive Punk Band. (laughs) No, we are... See, I put on a British accent for this, but hey, guess what? Just comes naturally. So this is the punk rock name generator. Yay. It's a very simple one. I'm just going to take your name and it's going to spew out a punk rock name. Literally spew out as well, you know. Yeah, it's going to spit it all over the place. Why not? Does, doesn't even care. Doesn't even care. E- even the generator's a bit rude, 
because it's just saying, give me my bloody name. <laughs> See? British accent. Yeah. Punk rock. Okay. So, who should we kick off with? Who wants to have their name? Jade. Jade? Okay, okay sure. Because me... Jade is the most punk rock person I know. <laughs> you know, living the hard, hard lifestyle, out all night. Give me my bloody name. <laughs> Jade, you are... Mm. First off, it says oi. Um, <laughs> Sounds your na- like me. Your name is Candy Armstrong. Oh, nice. Which is the whole fucking I like that a lot, punk. actually. Yeah. <clears throat> that's almost a hole in one. That is. That's, that, Jeez. We, I, I'm not, hopefully, we haven't peaked early. <laughs> so, uh, Ken- Candy it's just Armstrong. just what you get when you deal with punk Jade. <laughs> so, let's have a look at you, Dean. Okay. Mm. You are. Punk me up. You've you, you got to say the magic word. Sir. Um, give me my bloody name. Oi, Davy Rotten. <laughs> Davy Rotten. Uh, it's been done. It's no Candy Armstrong. <laughs> it's not, is it? Candy Armstrong is fucking top tier right now. I would say like <laughs> Davy Rotten, probably like a crap villain. Mm. Yeah, like a a first stage villain. Yeah. All right, let's have the last name. And let's have my one. Give you your bloody name. Sorry, I stole your bit. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Oi, Johnny Bloody Hell. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like a half punk, half British piece of yeah. trash. It is, isn't it? Your name, your name is Giles Crumpets. Fucking get out of town. We're going with Candy Armstrong. Your your name is Jimmy Spigen Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> it. I see. I get the whole British punk connection, right? Mm. But you know. Put some put some effort into it, man. Come on. But let's let's go with. I think Candy Armstrong is mega. Yeah, for sure. It was destined. Mm. So Candy Armstrong, Jade, is your name? Do you have any, you know, f- first shots? Any like lightning strikes? Muscly, like Armstrong, mm. obviously means fucking muscly arms. It's it's a, it's a little on the nose, but but we what? all know how much I love, or do we know that I love muscly arms? Hmm. That anatomy, you're all about it. Mm-hmm. I like, I like muscly. I like muscly women. Listen, think... it doesn't necessarily mean that the rest of them. Ha- oh. Huh. oh, are we going like Tip Top Tammy again? I was going to say, can they be related <laughs> to Tip Top Tammy? Can they be? We, we... Oh, it works as well because Tip Top Tammy is uh, British as well. And arm strong. Yeah, <laughs> strong in the arm. Could be okay. Tip Top Tammy's aunt. Or mm. mother, or aunt is the one that I was thinking about. Yeah, aunt seems good. Let's have it as tip top Tammy's aunt. Maybe maybe they're thirties ish, still quite spry, but getting on a bit. Maybe they're getting a little bit paranoid about their age, mm. and so they just build even more muscle to make up for it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, by the way, if you've not uh, seen our supreme eyebrow episode, or seen. have you also listened to our supreme <laughs> eyebrow episode? <laughs> And if you have not seen you. the illustration that Jade has done. Mm-hmm. The illustration's good. <laughs> Tip top Tammy. Unfortunately, is my favorite part of that. I'm sorry, Jade. Okay, sorry. Back to our hero. Can we say that she doesn't actually have any powers then? She just bulks out? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. She's just big. I mean, that being said, I mean, at one point I did have an idea for Candy Armstrong that they would have arms that are kind of like candy canes. But if you break the candy canes, they just keep on growing back. That's some kind sure. of weird candy crystal power. Hmm. Maybe they have like candy cane stripe tattoos going up their arms. Hmm. What about rock candy instead? Oh, that's very British. Mm. 
You just like cut off their arm. You can like well, read can, like, like Welcome to Skegness. <laughs> just hand it to Tip Top and be like, have a chew on that. <laughs> Chewing on your Listen, arm. Candy, maybe they're very sweet. You know, maybe they... maybe they're just No, you're not liking that? No, they... they're very sweet. They really like sweets. Mate. Have you just got your own pun? Yeah, that's that what well, that's what I was going for, you silly Billy. It didn't sound like you carry on. Can they be so hardcore that as soon as they pop like a boiled sweet into their mouth, they just immediately bite down on it? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, yes. They, they don't care. They they're gonna bite down on that lemon sherbet and absolutely wreck their teeth. <laughs> yeah, and they'll just be like, What? It's gonna end up in my stomach either way. Why waste time? Why care? I'm punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring punk back into this. No, she's really into punk music. Listen, she had a punk phase. Obviously, she's an older woman now, so mm. you know she doesn't quite dress that way. Although maybe she could. I have seen old punks that still rock it. I love a good old punk. Maybe she could have been like young in the seventies and like worn all that punk gear and whatnot and got a lot of punk tattoos. Yeah, I'm not saying old, old. I'm saying like mid fifties. Well, maybe ah, their alter. Well, I suppose not that their alter ego. They could just be quite. Not prim and proper, but not punk. But then Candy Armstrong themselves... Oh, is punk. Are punk. Uh... I had an idea for Candy Armstrong that was related to your boiled sweet thing, Josh. Oh, go on. What if one of the characteristics, one of the almost tells of Candy Armstrong is that they only chew their food once? (laughs) (laughs) So literally everything they eat, they bite down, they crunch... And swallow, yeah. Literally, <laughs> that's that's it. That's that's kind of like a Popeye kind of thing, you know. Just like crack open the can, immediately goes down, <laughs> straight down to the ankles, pop back up, straight into the arms. <laughs> Show picture of bicep and battleship inside <laughs> it. Um, you know, boiled sweets, um, sub sandwiches, roast dinners. Okay, maybe the they whole... should have a superpower then. Maybe they should be fueled by sugar or something. Hmm. No, wait. I've stolen that from my hero academia. Ignore I was me. Say. See, that's the only reason why I was a little adverse to that idea. Candy Armstrong. Mm. Maybe she could just be a good baker, a good... Mm, I, I feel like I want to go a little bit off track, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Can a name just be a name that somehow fits their personality without directly implying certain abilities or okay. traits? We'll, we'll go back to the start where she just she just puts in arm day. Never leg day, just arm day. Listen, the Armstrong family are a strong arm family. But maybe, like, I mean, we never said that Tip Top Tammy actually works out. So maybe Tammy just has naturally buff arms and her aunt is extremely proud of her for, like, mm. putting in all the time. And she doesn't realize that Tammy's not been working out at all. She, she's just been blessed by genetics. Mm. But um, Candy's just like, ah, oh, that that's my girl. And Tammy's just there like, I, what have I done? I... <laughs> Okay, I'm going to go back to the eyebrow-plucking parlor as well. Psst, by the way, listeners, episode nine is the uh, Tip Top Tammy episode with Supreme Eyebrow. Cool. <laughs> Was it that long ago? Jeez. That would have actually been like 20 weeks ago. Oh, my gosh. 20 weeks ago. I think. We were younger people, but we've improved a lot, and we can build upon our previous heroes and maybe perhaps send a few listeners their way because I, I did quite enjoy Supreme Eyebrow. Anyway... Candy. I would like I would like to interject and just say while you were rambling there, I looked up and 
a picture of Major Armstrong caught my eye. (laughs) 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 He's just on my wall, all beefy and muscly. I'm not being influenced by this whatsoever. (laughs) Beefy and muscly people. Told you, Jade likes the arms. Mm. Loves those chunky arms. Okay, let's think about more than just the arms then for candy. Have we settled on the candy power? Um, No, I think we just go with crazy strong, but will bite down on candy on one bite because they are hard as nails. Okay, that's fine. So who are they? What's their personality? Candy Armstrong is a um, empathetic but stern woman who believes in self-betterment. Yeah, I like um, that. She, she believes that body dictates the mind and therefore a trained body is a trained mind. Mm. And perhaps that relates to her crime-fighting abilities in some way. Perhaps, uh, cut me off if I'm talking too much, perhaps... She believes in the kind of rehabilitation that comes from physical training. So people that she captures, criminals, bad guys, wrongdoers, they all go to her training camp where she, well, improves their bodies and hopefully, according to her, their minds and souls. But if they try and run away from that camp, oh boy, you're going to get a a dumb tackle from her. Hmm. This would match up nicely with... um... One of Tip Top Tammy's adversaries being a different type of camp manager. Oh, yeah. Mm. The uh, girl guiding camp. Oh, hmm. yeah. I guess so. I-, I was just going off on one, but and that's also good. I'm- let's focus on the future, though. I mean, that's a nice link, but... Yes, I'm focusing on the uh, spin-off future where they have a little side fight between the two camps and all these little girls match up in sports matches against hardy criminals (laughs) (laughs) and trounce them i mean it could happen i mean what if they get matched up with like magical girls or yeah or superheroes or just plain old tammy tammy will beat you up she would crush him kenny armstrong is a farmer a farmer Mm. oh yes because rural England, oh yeah, a lo- lot of farms out there. And imagine just like how much work you have to do, like picking up stuff, kind of just Sowing general seeds, farm work. Sp- mm. Scaring birds, I imagine. Just picking up your tractor and moving it over there. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of imagine them running a farm. Yeah. And it would be, and it works well because you know they can have their like secret base out in the barn or something. They should grow beets. Why beets? Because if I'm remembering my Stardew correctly, uh, <laughs> let me let me just look this up. <laughs> I believe you can uh, turn beets into sugar in that. Ooh. Ah. Sugar beet. Sorry, Wouldn't you know it? She's actually looking that up. I'm looking it up. Sugar beet, See, yeah. A, yeah. A plant that contains a high concentration of sucrose. Well, shit. There I like go. the idea of her running a farm completely tractorless. <laughs> and so she's when just doing it with her arms. And so when like people are driving through the country, they're like their little family in the car, like, oh look at all the tracks in that field. And some kids like, Daddy, why doesn't that field have any tractor holes in it? And the dad's like, I don't know. And then you just like see a friggin' buff as hell woman pulling like a one of those uh, tractor tools behind them, <laughs> just the, like the massive long ones, sort of turning the entire land, and they're just all like, oh, oh, let's, let's keep going, please. <laughs> I'm personally scared of this extremely uh, muscular person. But that's the thing. I think when they're just a normal farmer, they're quite homely. Mm. Yeah. How's the kids? Yeah. Or 
Yeah, they're constantly like whipping out sugary snacks for people and just like, mm. oh, got fatten you up. I think I'll take one myself. Hunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Desperate Dan kind of style. Yeah. <laughs> just punning like entire beetroots out of the ground and just chomping it down. Oh. Ugh. She also volunteers um, on her off time. Uh, she volunteers with exercise classes, maybe for like the local elderly, and they're always complaining because <laughs> she only focuses on their upper arms. Yeah, and they're all like, when are we going to go for a nice a nice run, a nice jog, a nice power walk? When are you going to need to run anywhere? She's like, I, listen, I hear your demands. I think this will be great, a great exercise for everyone. And then now she just handstands. No, she'd like handstand all the way around the village or something. Um, okay. She's sticking like, small weights onto their knitting needles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's get those forearms going. Yes. <laughs> Listen, the strongest muscle in the human body is the mind. But you can't train the mind without putting two stone weights on knitting needles. No, no, she literally ends the sentence there, like, but you can't train the mind. And then there's like an intelligent older <laughs> gentleman there like, but you can't. Shut up. Just like a flashback where she's saying that to her head head teacher or something like that. Listen, you can't you can't train the mind. That's literally what you're here for. So I'm gonna train my body. <laughs> I'm out of here. Screw you, principal. Just runs out. Handstands out. Can we somehow work in a handstanding gimmick for? Can <laughs> you really Armstrong? like this? <laughs> Just someone who's so focused on their arms that walking is almost an insult. Is that a thing that we can use that wouldn't be ridiculous in this superhero comic about a woman who runs a farm without a tractor? I mean, that can be like her morning and her evening exercise, just <laughs> hand standing around the village. If they like their hands so much, would they really walk on them? You say that, but I have a perfect example of someone who does this. Go. Sanji. Sanji from One Piece. He's a chef. He doesn't want to hurt his hands in battle, mm. and yet he puts them all over the floor when he's kicking people. Oh, yeah, that's true. At least Remy in Ratatouille washed his hands. Yeah. <laughs> At least he washed his hands. <laughs> and he was a rat. <laughs> but I rest my case. Yeah. She can handstand. Besides, she's not got to worry about, like, her hands would be so, like, rock hard just from all the, you know, calluses and stuff working in mm. the dirt and planting and replanting and no. cutting vegetables. No, 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 They're, they're going to be soft as hell. What? Even though they've done all this work, somehow Candy Armstrong has the most supple skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be a p constant point of, like, other farmers who have got, like, the horrible calloused hands. Mm. Candy, though, ooh. Just slips right in for yep. a handshake and they're like expecting another calloused hands and they're just like, oh my God, it's so soft. <laughs> What's a secret? Moisturizer. Also, all that sugar as well. I was going to say, all that sugar must do it. <laughs> yeah. Also, the handstanding conundrum. She's not Candy Handstrong. She's Armstrong. She's Candy Armstrong. Don't give a shit about them uh, hands. That's true. <laughs> but you, the arms, you got me the there. arms are important. Okay, we're, we're building a nice character. But we're not building a nice superhero. Yeah, I was going to mm. say, let's have them fight a villain. What kind of scenario? They're in a village and a farm most of the time. The villain is a giant crow <laughs> who, um, who go fight. On. He steals seeds and crops from... Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm. This is the second time you've come up with a random animal as a villain. This is just your go-to now, isn't it? Because last week you had a goat, didn't you? Mm. Oh, yeah. 
That yeah, but that was goat. literally just a goat. And this is just a crow. No, it'd be like a giant, like, man crow, scooby thing. Oh, a giant thing. crow. Oh. Well done. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I've scaled the not crow to... up. Now it's just different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not to play that card, but if you think you can do better. Okay. I was going to tie in. I'm. We're building a multiverse here. Mm. So it's time for another tie-in. We have mentioned a prison in several episodes. Are we doing another Stone and Mother thing? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> Where Jane. our favourite hero of 2017, winner of the Burpees Award for Best Hero, Bleached Ruby, mm. works at a certain prison. Now, I'm thinking that this prison is on the outskirts of a city and therefore <laughs> beyond this prison would be mainly farmland. So whenever uh-huh. a prisoner escapes, they run for the hills. But what they don't realise is that Candy Armstrong is there waiting. Running their own prison camp almost. Yes, yes that's perfect. Because then like you you have like a prisoner that's thinking of busting out and then they're like, Don't do it, man. No, you haven't heard the stories, man. Listen, listen, don't do it. And and he's like, what are you chumps talking about? I'm doing it tonight. Busts out, finds themselves in the lovely, soft, supple arms. <laughs> yeah, crushing arms of Candy Armstrong. And so begins their training at her camp. Um, hmm. Okay. So now okay. we can come up with some, some villains who, who bust out and find themselves in her camp. Who can we come up with? Um, the... Not an animal. Right. Um. <laughs> Are we going to go like quintessentially British again? Or... Yes, please. <sighs> the Peak District Man. What? What? Dean, just excuse yourself for like five <laughs> minutes. <gasps> oh, the lollipop lady. <laughs> okay. You see, see, this is the shit. Now, now, what is going to be better to stop Candy Armstrong's like rushes, where she just kind of runs straight at him and just knocks him with one of her mighty supple fists, than someone wearing a bright yellow jacket and a sign that says "stop." <laughs> I will only accept this if they can literally summon children to cross wherever they're holding up their sign. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, like, they just plant it on the ground, they hold their left arm up, and just children walk by. It's very much a you shall not pass type deal. Yeah. You're not going to fight a person who has kids right in front of them. You can't do that, no matter how strong your arms are, unless you put the kids. Maybe that's Hmm. the catch. That's how she's defeated, because at some point in the fight, she drops her sign, and Candy's Mm. like, and like, Gets the gets himself, I don't know, like around this villain to capture them, and it's just like, gotta work out those arms so you can hold up that sign better. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's kind of adorable, though. How how would they defeat this uh, endless line of kids then? Because they wouldn't. Obviously, we can't have her punching kids. That's terrible. Listen, she's Candy Armstrong. <laughs> oh, she's got sweets. Oh. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> she's got sweets for days. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Uh, maybe, maybe they can be like an early villain again. Yeah, yeah, obviously. They're quite simple. I mean, they're a freaking lollipop ladies, so yeah. what the fuck are you going to do, really? Okay, my next bunch are mm-hmm. Johnny Bloody Hell and Davy Rotten. Okie doke. Who <laughs> used to be in a band with Candy Armstrong. Okay. Okay. But as Candy decided to focus more on the farm, they're now quite sour about... Well, just the whole deal, and they've cut—I don't know—they've gone—they've gone into crime somehow. Maybe music-based yeah, crime. Just to support themselves, because obviously their music careers didn't take off. 
No, they're doing it to support themselves, not financially, but artistically. Listen, okay. what's more punk rock than playing a gig while committing crime? Hmm. Oh, I like that. Right? So literally, they'll, classic example, they'll break into a bank, get in the <laughs> vault. Guess what? The acoustics in that vault are going to be sublime. <laughs> and then they just plug in the amps. One, two, three, four. Blah, 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 and they play their song. They live stream it or what the fuck ever. And bam, they're out. Maybe stealing a few hundred thousand on the way out. But maybe they get annoyed because Candy's not paying attention. Candy's just secluded in the countryside. And no matter what they do, she won't come back. Mm. She, she won't come back to drum for them. Oh, of course she's a drummer. Got, it's got to be. Jesus, that's perfect. Yes. Fuck. Well done. Jesus. You're back. Well done. You're allowed back. <laughs> I'm in. I did it. <laughs> On this podcast, I forge with my own two hands. <laughs> she um, she was a drummer for the yes. punk band. Um, what happens if you put Candy Armstrong into the punk rock band generator? <laughs> that will be the name of the band. Or we'll use that to use the name of the band. Uh, but she used to drum, and she used to have the fastest beats. Wank Biscuit. The, ne- the band name is Wank Biscuit. Well, I would like to say the uh, the website that I've managed to get this generated from is called Rum and Monkey. Oh, Rum and Monkey's quite a good name. You can't really pinch that. No, I can't. <laughs> cut, I mean, it is that. the internet, though. <laughs> oh, Don't steal wow. names. I can't believe it. Candy Armstrong's punk rock name is Candy Armstrong. Oh. I should have really <laughs> predicted that. Her, her punk rock name is Jade Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> all right hold on if you want to give me a second i'm gonna find us a quick punk rock band name generator all right oh my god so um she used to like play the the fastest beats mm-hmm. in this punk rock band but of course uh she turned down maybe they got they landed the contract but no other drummer could keep up with her pace and so when they got in a uh, session musicians no one could Mm. keep up and therefore they Which had meant, to yeah their distinctive sound was no longer distinctive mm. so the only way they could make their way in the in the world uh this punk rock band the only way they could sort of keep a fan base was to be more extreme mm. than the other bands so they would play in uh, military facilities perhaps they would set up gigs in bank vaults and secret layers they would play music um hijack planes and play music on there i don't know all right. kinds of crazy crap like but that. but then it comes back to candy they they want her back no matter how much fun they have they they know it can be better with her but she won't notice them playing in all these city crime gigs <laughs> yeah so. of course like they're live streaming it she's not going to get the internet in some yeah back so, water farm well she would but she probably just doesn't watch just can't be asked like she's busy working out and planting seeds and saving little old ladies crossing the street rehabilitating criminals and rehabilitating criminals yes so my point is how would they get her attention would they bust in and have a crime gig somewhere in her village hmm they would um hmm because you can just picture like them going all out and like Fucking with security and blueprints and all that and Ooh. pulling out all the stops and they would have no challenge because there'd be like two local bobbies for this village that just come and be like, we have no idea how to deal with this. Yes. Yes, this is good. They play in the village, but they also bring their fans. Oh, I like that. They they um, announce where they're going to play. They announce the whole point of it. 
So now you have like thousands of punk rock fans in this village mm. shaking telephone poles, just, you know, pouring into the little old ladies' houses and they all converge on Candy Armstrong's farm and start mm-hmm. making a mess there. And you don't make a mess on Candy Armstrong's farm. No. So she's got to bash some heads. Josh, where are we at on this band name? Um, well, it turns out the place that I found our original one has actually got a punk band name generator. Cool. Um, and I've popped in our names. My one was Losing After Sunday. <laughs> um, Pretty good. And Dean, your one in particular was quite good. Breaking Beneath Light Bulbs. <laughs> I thought it was quite interesting. Hmm. What about me? And yours, Jade. Hold on. They're all quite long. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yours is destroying after speakers. No, that's shit. Yeah, grammatically, what it doesn't is... make sense either. I quite like losing after Sunday, though. Losing after Sunday, solid. I mean, it's not really a seventies punk band name, but I do like it. Hmm. Fuck it. So losing after Sunday. Hmm. Because of course they're losers. But uh, hold on, because the punk band name generator does have two options. Oh. I've, I've popped in. There's punk band or emo band. <laughs> Oh, don't, Jade, don't do emo. I've, I've popped in your name. No, why me? Well, I, I felt bad that I forgot about your first one. <laughs> um, and I will never forget about this band called Dipped Spades. Dipped Spades? Yep. See, that fits thematically with the farm and whatnot. Yeah. Mm, That's dip. the name of the band that plays together friendship songs and songs of working together and working hard for the betterment of others. In Candy's reformed prison camp (laughs) that she captures all of these punk fans and her two previous punk band mates and trains them in. So she, wait, she actually, uh, when they all invade this this farm, she actually captures all of them and then reforms them. No one can beat Candy Armstrong. Jesus Christ. They they storm her village. What do you think she's going to do? They're terrorizing little, little old ladies and knocking down telephone poles. And of course, she doesn't play above 80 BPM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta keep it nice and mellow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like a mellow jazz band or something. Ugh, um, mellow and jazz. Don't worry, I did listen to what you guys were saying. It was basically um, that Johnny and Davey are coming in with their own band. Well, not band, but their crimes and bringing it to the village slash town. Yes, yes. Yeah. To cool. try and get Candy to rejoin. Maybe, yes. maybe to like blackmail her, but they just, they can't beat her. This is Candy. Yeah, come on. We can't call her, fa- her farm Candyland, though. Because no, that's Jesus, been done. no. It's already been done in a pretty bad way. Unfortunately, no one no one listening to this podcast now can watch Django Unchained. Don't do that. No, her farm is called Sweet Beat. <laughs> that works. Oh, my See, God, because she's a drummer sweet, as well. Yeah, Sweet Beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Layers. it's all come first, Circle. And then Holy she gets shit. back into drumming just for fun at the prison camp and finds that she, as long as they're doing it at, you know, normal hours of the day, respectable mm. times of day at a respectable volume, and people are enjoying it, but no one's getting hurt, she she can get into it again. As long as she has time for her farm and her beats. Is this maybe why she's actually, like, it's not just because, like, maybe it's a family thing for the farm, but there's probably not many, like, neighbours when you're on a farm. Yeah. Oh, so no, when she does no, want to no. kind of drum out she doesn't have mm. to worry she, she can be polite and she doesn't have to worry about waking up any neighbors yeah with her with her 60 piece drum set <laughs> like five bass drums double triple pedals cymbals for days which is how she also wakes up all of her prisoners in the morning yes yes 
all of her very helpful helpers. And she, she she has a bit of a John Wick type agreement, you know, where <laughs> like an agreement with the local bobbies. They they come in every so often to check on the prisoners, but they like she's taking good care of them. None of them would ever get hurt. She's yeah, I suppose just training them up for to be reformed and be re released into society. I was gonna say this quietly. is the one this is the one question. Why wouldn't she just give the prisoners back? Because only because she she's can training train their them, mind yeah. and their body. <laughs> yeah. Listen. Listen, the justice system, we've seen what that can do. Friggin' how many times has Joker been in and out of friggin' Blackwall? Half of Blackwall? Yeah, what, what the fuck's the prison called in Gotham? Arkham? No, that's the insane asylum, you fucking low-level loser. Who's gonna send Joker to prison? He's crazy. Of course he's crazy. Okay, Google. What's the name of the prison Blackgate. in Gotham City? It's called Blackgate. Blackgate. There you go. <laughs> uh, Thank uh, you. Sh- sh- Let's Google... Stop! Fuck! You asked okay. her. Blackwall. Blackwall Penitentiary. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> did did we just hear the same phone? Did, it was Blackwall. Blackgate. I think, yeah. I it's think Blackgate. that's a good note to end it on. <laughs> um, you know what we haven't done in a while? Oh. A what? recap. Oh, oh, yes. So, um, Dean, do it, in the, do it in the form of a punk song. Um, one, two, three, four. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Can we in again? Can we in again? One, two, three, four. Candy Armstrong's got real big arms. She helps prisoners do no harm. Uh, she runs a farm. Da, 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 On la, la, which la, la. she grows some beets and she lays down heavy beets. The farm is called <laughs> Sugar Beet. That's a pun. Ha 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 ha. Da, la, 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 la. And Anise is named Tip Top Tammy, and she has really big arms too. But little does Candy know. Wait, this doesn't sound like a punk rock song. This is just a... What kind of rhyme is this? Jaunty poem. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of singing that she does now for for the prison camp. Just just her, like, drawing a, like, 300 BPM and just, like, and I like farming beats. Listen, she farms the beats. She has a farm where she... Uh, rehabilitates criminals, trains their body, which she believes also trains their mind. She used to be in a punk band and they try and invade her farm with all their legion of fans, but guess what? They get put to work too. And the moral of this story is, really, if you want to better yourself, it's not about training your mind or your body, it's about forming good habits, which for some... it's about not missing arm day. Mm, Never miss arm day. Never miss arm day, because um... When you've got big arms, no one will really push you around and tell you what to do. That's the message, right? Oh, and eat lots of sugar. Mm. With only one because bite. that powers your arms. Crunch. Oh, well, thank you all so much for listening to us come up with a punk rock farmer. No, wait. She, she's not punk rock anymore. Thank you all so much for helping us come up with a punk rock prison guard <laughs> of sorts. Wait. You changed the wrong bit of that. Was that intentional? No, that wasn't intentional. Thank you all so much for helping us come with a farmer prison guard who has very large arms that you wouldn't really mess with. Oh my goodness. Who's very, very sweet. Literally, both ways. Yes. Um, if you want to help us out, Josh has a bunch of good stuff at the end. He'll let you know how to do it. It's the usual stuff. You, you guys know it by now, but maybe you need a refresher. In the meantime, we are on Twitter at BBR underscore podcast. Uh, you might want to follow us this week because I have a prediction that Jade's illustration for this hero that she will release <laughs> on the Friday behind this is going to be a pretty good one. You got a few ideas, Jade? 
way to just put the pressure on. <laughs> She's got a few good ideas. She works good under pressure. No. She works real good under pressure. In fact, everyone tweet at Jade saying how much they're looking forward to the illustration, and that will really, <laughs> really light a fire on uh, beneath her. No, you jest, but that would light a fire under me. They, you, you, you've got your challenge. So all that's left for me to say is that you've been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I am Dean, the dang good farmer McKnight. I'm Jade Wank Biscuit Sarson. And I'm Josh, sidetrack as a sheepdog Randall. <laughs> Snuck him in there, didn't you? I was, I was waiting for a good moment to mention him, and then I just thought, ah, oh, I'll just use it as my nickname for the episode. Well done. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Good night. Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall. Episode 30 has been edited by Dean and me, Josh. As per usual, uh, there's a couple of things you can do for us. Well, not do for us. That's probably a better, better way of saying that. Uh, BBR underscore podcast on Twitter. That's how you can get a hold of us. We post up illustrations and the recommendations from each episode each week on Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, if you leave us a iTunes review, uh, we will use the name that you leave and we'll pop it through one of the generators on one of our next episodes. I think that's all. Which leaves me only to say, uh, we'll see you next week on Bit My Radioactive Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>